G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. I remember when I was a fighter a while ago now. I remember the pressure of being in the ring. You know, you had a set amount of minutes, three minutes specifically, to get to three points. Now, while that doesn't sound like much, it's only three minutes. And that was one of the ways that I definitely supported my own mindset at that time. It's only three minutes. It's only three minutes. It was the most pressure-filled three minutes of life when it came down to it. I mean, we would travel across the world. We would train for two years the big tournaments were every two years and um, we would travel off our own accord on our own money on our own time there was no cash prize for winning it was just for the glory and you could go all the way to England have trained for two years and end up in the ring and within one minute someone's got three points and you're out and that's it and there's this build-up for two years to this moment of three minutes. And I remember some of my nearest and dearest training buddies, you know, we, we would get ready for the, you know, the big tournaments and we'd all be talking the whole time about, you know, I'll see you in the finals. I'll see you in the finals. I'll see you in the finals. And we wanted all of us to be in the finals together. And we often didn't really care who won the big trophy as long as it was one of us. And I loved that about it. We were really close, but I remember being, you know, at the tournaments and then one of us would lose the first round and you just see the disappointment on the face because of everything everything we had trained for thousands of hours the pressure was really immense and for some of my peers you know there was a lot of self-worth tied up in winning and for myself as well I'm speaking for myself too you know it's like (laughs) there's just so much pressure right imagine how you would feel if you know You've got family members and friends thinking that you're nuts for training at night, training all day, doing as much training as you possibly can outside of trying to hold down a regular job so that you can go across the world and fight for three minutes and make no money out of it. But there's glory 
and that's it. That's not what I thought at the time, but it sounds ridiculous to other people. And, but yes, that was my life for almost 15 years. And, um, I loved it. I would never trade that in because it was, oh, it was incredible. It made me who I am today, but that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. I'm talking to you about the pressure of being in the ring for those three minutes. There's not only the pressure that we put on ourselves, the self-worth pressure, the travel, the amount of time that we've trained, the fact that it's only three minutes, But there's also the ring, right? There's someone trying to kick you and punch you who also wants to win, who is also trained for two years for this, who has also traveled across the planet sometimes, depending on where the tournament was. And there was judges and there were bells and whistles and there was a timer and there was a scoreboard and there are people screaming at you from your corner and there are people cheering for the other person and cheering for you. It's just really intense. Like it is three minutes, but I mean, concentrating that hard for three minutes can be exhausting. It's, it's so full on to the body. And so one of the things that was amazing about the way we were taught was not to just train with no pressure because in a normal training environment, there aren't bells and whistles and timers and like people screaming at you and discomfort and a scoreboard and, you know, a a time, there's none of that stuff. So when you get into the ring and all the adrenaline's there and all of that pressure rises to the surface, when you're outside of that comfort zone of the training room, your body becomes different. I remember stepping into the ring in one of my first rounds after traveling to England and like trying to punch my opponent and missing, just completely missing the target. I had done tens of thousands of punches and I couldn't hit her in the stomach because the adrenaline was pumping through my veins so much that when I reached out where I thought was straight in front of me, you know, my body just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And these are the things that can happen to us under pressure, right? Again, maybe this is a whole other podcast. This is not what I came to talk to you about today, but I was speaking recently with a client who has uh, become pregnant. She is with child. Actually, I have a number of clients who are pregnant. I've said to a lot of my clients this year, be careful, you work with me, you're going to have babies. (laughs) It's hilarious. I think that something happens when people open themselves up emotionally in different ways. We just open ourselves up to other entities as well, which is gorgeous. But one of the interesting things that happens when one of my clients becomes pregnant, which happens a lot because people fall pregnant, is that everything kind of becomes really clear. What's not important drops away. What is important becomes abundantly clear. And so much of what used to feel important is just like, that person is dead to me. It's just, I'm done with all of, I just don't want to do any of that stuff anymore. And it happens like clockwork every single time one of my clients becomes pregnant. Same with when someone has an illness or a death or a near-death experience the same thing kind of happens. There are things that just become abundantly clear, abundantly important, and the rest kind of fades away. And I find this very interesting. It's like a speeding up of our awareness of time and space and our own mortality and our own, we we are reflected back to ourselves inside of this vortex that is life where there is no timekeeper. There is no scoreboard officially, right? No one's judging us, right? We judge ourselves, of course, but there's no official ring in life. And this is what I think is so fascinating because I was speaking to somebody recently, a friend of mine who actually I was coaching 
a little while back while she was going through breast cancer. And during her journey of breast cancer, everything became abundantly clear. This is what is so important to me now and all of the rest just doesn't even matter. We were speaking recently and she's come out the other end, thank goodness, and she's really well. She's doing amazing. And she said to me, isn't it interesting how... You know, I went through all of that and it wasn't that long ago and it's so easy to go back to old habits and you just kind of forget what it was like. And I think it's part of the trauma response from our bodies. You know, when we go into shock and we have these experiences, it's really easy to actually forget because your body wants to go back to equilibrium, wants to go back to where your cells are used to having a certain experience. That's It's really natural. And it's also so interesting that we can forget. And this is what I find fascinating about these situations like pregnancy, near-death experiences, death in the family, cancer, sickness, illness, just things that remind us of our mortality. I don't know if you know this about me, but for six years, I had a partner who lived with terminal cancer and um, he's still alive and well right now. But in those years where it was kind of touch and go at some points, one of the most beautiful things about that experience was that every day was a reminder of how fragile we are as human beings. Every day was a reminder of how lucky we are to be here in this moment. Every single day, our mortality was reminded to me and brought to the forefront. And something happens to the shape of your heart when you're in that experience every single day, whether it's really in your face or whether it's just lingering in the back of your mind because you're kind of in limbo waiting to hear the news of what's next or whatever. It's always there. And I think it shaped me in some way. But It made me do things that I wouldn't have done otherwise, but it was like this, well, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to be in a year. I don't like nobody knows where we're going to be. We don't know what's going to be happening to you, to me, to anybody. Let's just do it now. And I'm so grateful for that because I was not like that beforehand. And this is my point today. Life is like the ring, but we don't see it. So we go through different experiences and we have opportunities in life where when it's, you know, like I said, an illness or we're caring for somebody or something terrible happens to someone or there's death or there's pregnancy, there's life, there's new life, all of a sudden purpose gets completely reframed or there's some kind of competition, (laughs) which is very important to you. You know, we don't have a lot of the time, these moments, these spaces that reflect back our mortality, that reflect back the mirror of which we are living in at all times. It's like you can't comprehend light unless there is dark to compare it to. You can't comprehend absolute joy unless there is despair to compare it to. We can't just have one thing without the opposite to compare to it. Otherwise, we just exist. It is just what it is. And we wouldn't even know that that's what it is because there's nothing to compare it to of being anything other than what it is. Like we would never question it. And this is actually what happens with life. This is how we live. (laughs) It's pretty deep. (laughs) It's actually Saturday morning here. I'm thinking this is pretty deep for a Saturday morning, but we're going to go here. We're going to go here. So what I'm saying is, is that we are all running through our lives, we're doing our thing, we're dealing with the problems of the day and the situations that we deal with every single day. And it's not an every single day for every single person remembrance of our own fragility and our own mortality. Um, I, I have some dear people to me that 
that actually are faced with this every single day. But from being inside of it and being with somebody who was experiencing that every day, I know firsthand how easy it is for human beings to forget how magnificent their life is, to forget to look back on how far they've come, to forget the amount of choice that they have, to forget how liberated they are. It's only when we start to experience pain that we remember what pain-free felt like, but we weren't thinking every day, I was pain-free. It's like when you have back pain, right? You start to be grateful for not having back pain, but you don't think about not having back pain the days that you don't have back pain. You're just living and experiencing it. And I find this really, really fabulous as an opportunity for us as super freaks to start thinking about our lives very differently, right? I don't want you to necessarily think, what if I was dying tomorrow? Because while that's a really nice idea on the surface, I have to say like when I was living in that way, I actually got myself into heaps of debt. (laughs) I made decisions that were quite rash. I didn't really take care of myself when I ended up burning out. So I think there's kind of like a middle way, right? And I think I've found it. I'm going to share it with you today. But if you've never questioned your own mortality, if you've never questioned if you would be regretful of something, if it was all over right now, it's a really healthy question to ask, right? If you've never considered what to be grateful for in this day, like the lack of pain that you live with in your body or the fact that your body is healthy, you can breathe deeply, you don't have illness or obstruction, or even if you do the things that you can be grateful for that it's not worth, like if you don't do that every single day, or if you've never done it, it's a really healthy practice. And the reason why is because it's one of the ways we can reflect back to ourselves the perspective on the potential opposite of what we could be experiencing right now that we're currently not experiencing. And when there is nothing consistently every single day for a lot of us reminding us of this, it is really easy to become complacent. It is really easy to forget. It is really easy to think, oh, you know what? Like I have this dream that I want to achieve. I have this thing that I'd love to do in the future. I have this project. I have this idea. I'll just put it off for later. It's really easy for us to say, you know what? I don't really know what I want when actually everybody knows what they want. You just haven't given yourself permission to fully want it because it means something, right? It means you have to go for it. It means you could potentially fail. It means you could put yourself out there and potentially lose people or, you know, all the usual fears of people not going for what they want. But when we don't kind of have this reflection back to us, just like we don't have always that reflection of, well, I'm in pain today. So... I'm grateful for the time when I'm not in pain. What I really want you to do in this moment is to start thinking about making it a practice to remind yourself of all of the ways this mirror that is life can be reflected back to you. Like do it for yourself, do it on purpose. And I believe that when we are consistently checking in and and practicing gratitude or practicing a reflection of what else could this be right now? Or like, where could I be allowing myself to speed up where I'm kind of just a little bit complacent because there's nothing pushing me. There's nothing rushing me. We can get ourselves out of this apathetic attitude that we have towards life a lot of the time, to be perfectly honest with you. Look, the way that I see it is that even though there's no timer, there's no actual opponent, like life isn't trying to kick and punch you. Life isn't trying to get you down. There is no opponent. There is no judge. There is no official timekeeper. There is no official scorekeeper. There's no one standing around you screaming and cheering and clapping, but life is still like the ring. There's no time really 
There's no time. We think that there is time, but there's not really any time to sit around and tell yourself the story of like, oh, I've got this idea, but I'm just going to put it off. I'm going to put it off till later. Why? Oh, because it's slightly uncomfortable today to think about potential failure, right? I'm just so not into this apathetic kind of attitude that people have towards things because I want you to make the most of this life when you don't know when it could end. You don't know when it could change. You don't know when something could occur for you that will turn it on its head and make you so grateful for these moments when you have so much ability and capability to do what it is that you want. Or you don't know when something's going to change and you'll realize that everything that you're doing right now is absolutely not important to you and you don't really care about it in the first place. So there's this concept that I learned years ago. You know, I wish I could remember who first said this to me, but I think it was one of my early neuro-linguistic programming teachers. It's the concept of like, life is kind of giving you signals at all times. (laughs) And I think it was like, I don't know, but I call it now the feather, the lemon, the brick and the Mack truck. So there are little tickles. There are little things that life kind of tickles you with. They're little niggles, little annoying things. And so often we go, I'm just going to ignore that. I've got stuff to do. And then life's like, here, like pay attention, you know, throwing some lemons at you. And of course, what do we do? Oh, we make lemonade. We make lemonade. Or we could pay attention and go, what is this? Like, is this a sign? Why does this keep happening? Three times it's happened. Four times it's happened. Maybe I'm the common denominator here. And then there's the brick and then there's the Mack truck. Well, in my mind, like sometimes by the time, and I've been hit by a couple of Mack trucks, mind you. So I'm not just saying this from a lack of experience, right? If you've been hit by a Mack truck, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm talking metaphorically, obviously, but sometimes it's a case of like, if I had paid attention long, long, long ago when my body was giving me niggles, when my life was giving me niggles, perhaps I could have avoided this Mack truck. And so coming out of the experiences that I have had where it has felt like I've been completely hit by a Mack truck, my life's been seemingly destroyed for a couple of years and I've had to build it up again. You know, I'm always looking for ways to remind myself of my own mortality, my own ability, my own capability, and a reminder of what I should be grateful for and to be able to use this life as best that I can, not from a place of fear, but from a place of gratitude, from a place of of a good attitude for what we're capable to do in each moment. And I think that probably most of my work is based around this. It's around not waiting for those moments where life goes oh my goodness, this thing has happened. And of course, you know, there are some things that will happen and there's no way you could have ever prepared for it. Okay, so even the best of us who do this work, who are constantly looking for ways that we can make sure that we're making the most of our capabilities in every single day and we're not avoiding things, even the best of us who practice it all the time have experiences where our whole paradigm shifts and we go, oh, I was not thinking big enough or like, oh, I just realized none of this shit is important to me. That's cool, right? I actually really love that when that happens because I don't think that those people would have even recognized those insights had they not had the practice of checking in constantly anyway. It wouldn't have been such a big insight. But I feel like we can avoid so much pain. We can avoid so much discomfort. We can avoid so much like cataclysmic disruption to our lives when we're paying attention to the little niggles straight on. And when I like to think about it like life is the ring, it has always been that one thing that helped me, I want to say, kind of light up 
my own, like ignite my own fire. So we talk a little bit about motivation on this podcast. We talk a little bit about thinking differently and thinking bigger and going for what it is that you want and making it sustainable for yourself. And I think that part of it really requires your own ability to self-ignite. And this is what I'm referring to. I love when those moments happen that reflect something back to you so big that you just didn't see before. And I also don't want you to wait for those moments if you don't have to. And so this is why I'm such a big fan of A, doing the things that make you really uncomfortable because the moment you step outside of your comfort zone, all the things that have always been holding you back are going to rise right to the surface and you're going to think they're very real, realistic thoughts. You know, maybe you should kind of step back and keep it real and be grateful for what you have. That's not it. That's all of your conditioning that has kept you safe in your comfort zone where it is. So you stepping out of your comfort zone kind of beats down that conditioning and it all comes up to be dealt with so that you can step into a new level for your comfort zone. So I'm a huge proponent of just doing the thing that you're avoiding all of the time, being very comfortable with being uncomfortable, but also consistently stopping and reviewing reviewing your life, reviewing your day. Now, the sad thing to me is that people do this once a year at New Year's or they do it once a year at the end of the financial year and then they don't stop to think about it like for another 365 days. That is such a long time. Think about where you were and where the world was 365 days ago, my friend. We are intergalactically in a different place. And so... Once again, I don't want this to be a case of, well, I'll do it, you know, when something bad happens, I'm going to go look for help. This is, we're so trained to do this as well. We go to the doctors when we're in pain, we go and seek out a coach when things feel really difficult, instead of focusing on when things are really good, how can we make it even better? How can I do a preventative practice instead of a reactive practice or a responsive practice. So this is all about really taking that initiative before anyone or anything is required of you. And this is my point. So many of us wait until we're at a pain point or we wait until the pressure is so high or we wait until all other options have been exhausted. And it can be simple as choosing a new thought or choosing to do something different or simply picking up the phone and asking a question. It can be something really easy, but we don't allow ourselves to do it because we don't see the timekeeper. We don't see the judge. We don't see this, the score on the board. We don't see the people clapping and cheering. We don't see the kicking and punching coming towards us. We're kind of just in the ring going, yep. So this is like a never ending ring, except it could end. I just don't know when it's going to end and it could change. I just don't know when or how or if. So my whole point here is to bring you back to, I want you to start developing a practice of checking in with yourself and making sure that you're being real because no one else is really going to do this for you unless Life is throwing you some feathers, some lemons, some bricks, and some Mack trucks. Or, you know, something beautiful happens, like you fall pregnant, or something terrible happens, like someone gets sick or you get sick, and then all of a sudden these things get reflected back to you about what's important. I want you to be doing this work up front so that when these things happen, it doesn't have to be such a shock to you. It can be beautiful. And even if it is a shock to you when it happens, like I said, even the best of us get shocks from these moments. But it's also all about training yourself to pivot 
training yourself to look at what you're doing and being okay with changing your mind and changing your direction in a heartbeat. If you recognize that it's, it's actually not aligned. It's not where you want to go and you have permission to do that. So I love self reviewing and in the fierce salon, which is a nine month program that I run, which is full at the moment for 2020, but that's a group program that I run. We review all of the time, but on my website, you can, and you'll hear it at the end of this podcast, you can actually download from my website a weekly review tracker where you can kind of score yourself on what's happened in the last week and be the kind of person who creates those, creates the ring for yourself. So you can check yourself out, give yourself your own feedback, redirect yourself, put yourself back on course, check in with what's working and what's not working and do it on a more regular basis so that you can make micro shifts in your life. And then when these big things happen, it doesn't feel necessarily so difficult to make big shifts. And sometimes the shifts don't require difficulty whatsoever at all. So my friends, life is like the ring. You just can't see it because just like when there's light without darkness, there's nothing to compare light to or to understand that we are light. And when we're living, we don't have that reflection coming back to us quite so often. So I think this is the poetry and the paradox of being a human. This is why we can get so confused about things. We don't compare ourselves to ourselves. We don't step out of our body and look at our lives very often. And I believe that if we did this more often, we would release and reduce so much of the suffering that we go through that self-reflection. So if you want that for free, you can head to my website and download it. But even just checking in with yourself on what you're avoiding right now, what feels uncomfortable to you or what you're putting off until later or what you're putting off until some other goal has happened. And then you'll give yourself permission to do this one because it just feels a little bit more like, a luxury or a guilty pleasure or something like start doing that thing right now. Why not? Even if you can't do the whole thing, perhaps you can start looking like get on Google, pick up a pen, make a phone call, you know, get the wheels in motion. Because when you do that, you already feel like you're at the end step anyway. So I invite you to give this a go. I invite you to start self-reflecting. I invite you to start thinking about the things that you're avoiding. And please don't wait for life to throw a lemon at you before you go, oh my goodness, if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen. Be the type of person who lights up their own fire and makes this happen for themselves without the requirement of motivation, without the stick. (laughs) So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and I'd love to hear how you go. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open, and say yes. I'll see you soon.